0: Hello and welcome to the Psychic Stories podcast, encouraging conversations about mental health. Today I'm speaking to Hannah Miner. Hello Hannah.
1: Hi Matt. I'm ready for for my therapy session. You've come to the right
0: (laughs) place. Uh, So the goal of this uh, conversation is to have an open and honest conversation about your mental health journey or as you quite rightly point out your emotional well-being journey uh, to get some insight into the tools and techniques that have helped you and are available and accessible to people and by discussing your journey we hope to share and normalize conversations about mental health as often people are not alone in these experiences. So over to you, tell us about your journey.
1: Um, So I think I suppose the bit at the beginning that you kind of said, Matt, is quite important for me to talk about it in terms of an emotional well-being journey as opposed to mental health, because I think mental health, unfortunately, has such negative connotations. Typically, when people hear that word, uh, particularly in things like the media and the press, so I actually find it quite jarring. You know, and I know that mental health—it's great that we're talking about it, but for me, it shouldn't be something that's just a crisis mode. And mental health, for me, encapsulates someone being in crisis. Um, or you know in a hospital mental health hospital those are kind of the annotations that come with it whereas actually emotional well-being is something that we all need to practice in the same way that we do physical well-being Mm -hmm. and it should be just in the same way that you go to gyms you should think about okay how is it that I'm going to look after my emotional well-being yeah um so I think that's definitely something the way that I could like to frame it Mm -hmm. I suppose in terms of that would all start with me at the beginning, you know, I think from, well, 17, 18, started having various episodes, would then start seeking, speaking to therapists, psychiatrists, counsellors. And I think it's at that point that I found it very difficult to talk about mental health because of the negative connotations of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess looking back, if I could have phrased it in a different way, I actually think that would have made it easier for me. Mm -hmm. So saying I'm going somewhere to look after my emotional well-being, I would have found a lot more accessible than saying I'm going to talk to somebody about my mental health.
0: So actually it's focusing on the positives as opposed yeah. to what you perceive to be the negative. Cause it's interesting yeah. to say that because, you know, there's a lot of like, like, like you quite rightly pointed yeah. out, there's a stigma around the word mental health and mental yeah. health in general. What, what, what people are trying to push forward is that say mental health isn't necessarily those negative intense episodes. It's actually our, it's the health of our head yeah. as, as yeah. like you said, the health of your physical body, but like, said, it comes to those connotations. So referring to it for you yeah positively so did you find that when you were on you know when you were speaking to those therapists when you were um when you were going through those periods did you find that emotional well-being support
1: um so yes and I suppose what I was also thinking about when we were having this conversation was so probably my first I guess episode you would call it or incident was when I was 17 so now 35 actually there's lots of points between that where things have been more acute right so where things have been in crisis situation or you might have felt like you need to talk to somebody or maybe it's take medication or actually you know actually to know what there's been various points in in my life where I've been speaking to therapists or I haven't or I needed to do it for a short period of time so that's where I think it's it's about the journey of finding that and I think at the beginning I mean it When I was thinking about tips, if somebody was feeling overwhelmed, because that's the feelings when you're often in crisis mode of who to talk to, there is actually quite a lot of stuff out there you can find on an anonymous and free basis if you know where to look. And I would say, obviously, the first place for me was the GP. Um, And actually, they're quite used to these sort of conversations because I was thinking about, you know, I know we'll get to the section at the end, but in terms of what tips are there, obviously talking, especially for someone like me, is a huge is a huge benefit right because it helps me share the burden it helps me you know really let go of what I'm saying if I can speak to someone else mm. having said that talking to somebody you know can be extremely difficult um so I also think and as you know Matt I get before you know yes talk to people but you don't always need to take your pants down straight mm. away with people yeah. you know because I think the thing is you can never take those things back once you've said them they're out there
0: yeah. And I suppose as well, like what you said, if you know these people as well, what yeah. what, what you perceive or what does come along with it can be some yeah. judgment. So, I mean, yeah. do, do, do you have a, a, you know, you obviously got a circle of close friends. Um, yeah. Um, um, do you have that kind of close kind of mental health support within that? Or do you prefer to go to something a little bit more anonymous, a little bit more professional?
1: So I would say I definitely do both. Mm. So, yeah. Um, there's definitely I've got some close friends of which you are one Matt as you well know Um, so that I would talk to about uh, lots of lots of different things Um, and you know there will be some people so like there's a couple of my other good friends who also suffer from anxiety so they would get it if I wake up and I just think why am I so anxious why have I got this horrible feeling they would fully understand that so I would talk to them about it but then at times where there's acute pain so grief when I was grieving about um you know my dad dying there I actually sought professional help because actually I didn't want to you know I think professionals do this for a living so they know exactly what to ask and how to support you best and your friends can do that but I think for me anyway it's important to have a blend of
0: of both and uh, how did you come to recognize that you, you needed that support? So, so like you said, when, 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 your, when yeah. your father passed away, then you, you kind of said, okay, I know, I think I know what to do now. Yeah. How did you get to that point? Cause I assume when it, let's say yeah. when you said your journey started at 17, you probably yeah. weren't. No, you, you didn't understand that.
1: Yeah. So one of the analogies, I think you talked about it in yours is around, you know, you wouldn't expect a marathon runner to run a marathon with a broken leg mm. And just because you've broken your leg once, i.e. had an incident or, you know, had a situation where you felt not in control or you felt anxious or you felt depressed, all of these things. Um, and that's, you know, the analogy of the broken leg. When you kind of get back to a more stable emotional state, it doesn't mean your leg's going to break again, but you maybe need to be a bit careful of it. So I think I'm quite aware that actually I'm not going to, go into that situation again where you know the world sort of crumbled around me but in order to do that I'm going to have to do some things that look after my leg or some things that protect me Hmm. um and I mean grief is quite a relatively obvious one I would say in that they know that people are going to find that difficult I also remember thinking it was useful for me so I ended up getting this through work but there is a charity you can get it through because my sister got it through a charity. if I go and 80% of the time it's not useful, that means that 20% of the time I found the sessions really useful. So Mm -hmm. 20% is better than no percent. So I think you're never going to get a hundred percent success rate. And the other thing I think that's really important is I was trying to count. I can't tell you how many therapists or counselors I've spoken to at, Mm -hmm. you know, school, university, post that, you know, workplaces, you don't get on with everyone and that is okay. And I think that's really important to recognize that actually, especially if you haven't done it before, that so actually the first person you speak to might not actually be the right person for you.
0: And that's okay. And, it, and, yeah. and it's, it's like when you, you know, when when you try and exercise, so so for example, we, yeah. we often refer to, let's say a meditation exercise, you know, let's yeah. say you download one of these apps and, and it's kind of, you know, how it's presented to you and it's sold to you is that this will save you.
1: Yeah. But actually, no.
0: it, sometimes it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And And some
1: people so like CBT is obviously one that people talk about cognitive behavioral therapy. And for some people, they find that really useful. I remember trying to do CBT when I was having, like, I would say, I don't know, an acute incident. My mind was so busy that I could not focus on that. So actually I got really stressed by thinking of doing that. Maybe now it would be different, but at that point, you've just got to kind of park it and move on, which is obviously much easier said than done, but you, not everything is going to be right for you at that point in time.
0: Yeah. And, and how does it, obviously, without discussing the yeah. instance particularly, like, wh- how does it feel like when you are in one of those situations? What's your first personal account of it?
1: Um, I guess it's the feelings of over being completely overwhelmed, um, don't know what to do. Um, I remember feeling not like yourself. So it's that constant feeling of this isn't me. How do I get out of this? Where do I go for help? You feel like everything's running away with you yeah so you can't control anything um so often people will then try and control things so obviously common ones you spoke about i've obviously lived through as well things like controlling food or they might control exercise or mm-hmm. some people control spending you know I, I know people who have either spent a lot or spent very little as a way of controlling what they do um because you're feeling like everything is running away with you and you almost can't see the way out
0: yeah and in terms of that kind of you know, do, you, do you find that actually asserting control in the situations actually is, is beneficial and useful? Does it bring you this kind of momentary period of calm?
1: Yeah, I would say that's what I guess your brain is trying to do, right? Your brain is trying to take back control of something because it's not controlling anything. But in the long term that probably isn't going to be the solution.
0: And at the time, like, like you, yeah. you, you almost mentioned your brain in the third person. Does it yeah. feel like that? Does it feel like that everything is just oh, yeah, for brain, sure? And, you know, almost that you've got no control over it. Yeah. Almost oh, like yeah. a runaway horse.
1: Oh, it's like completely runaway. It's like um, you look back or I look back at time and it's like that wasn't me because how could that have been me? Because none of the things that you think about that are yourself feel natural anymore something that i found really useful when i when i am stressed or anxious now is actually and i think again we often try and think of the negative or what we haven't done actually okay what am i good at because i know that there are certain things i'm good at and if i can try and think of those when i'm getting really stressed then you can almost park the stuff that you know you're not great at
0: yeah so Um, so so is that you know is that you know you've also got a very firm understanding of your confidence and what you're like yeah. you said you're what you're confident in your certain abilities like you know if you wouldn't mind sharing what are those abilities that you yeah. say do you know what this is me I'm good at this and yeah. this isn't going to change
1: um do you know I'm really I think you could tell me if I'm wrong Matthew <laughs> um, I think uh, that I'm good at talking to people right so yeah I really enjoy that and you know it comes back to what you were talking about the toolbox of what makes you feel good it makes me feel good talking to people
0: and and is that is that a, a specific type of conversation was it literally just the act of conversation it's the act
1: of conversation
0: yeah and
1: it also find like for me in terms of cbt so obviously the thought or not obviously but the idea of cbt is it takes you out of the future focus stress and you're focused on the immediate for me conversation does that yeah um so it's not thinking about what i'm eating for instance or thinking about how i don't know my clothes feel or the air w- wishing against me but it's Conversation will take me out of that that moment,
0: and it, and in a way, it's kind of in some sense. There was we had a we had a, a great conversation with a with a with a psychologist who talked mm-hmm. about you know that a very powerful visualization that when your brain is running away it feels like it's on fire there's a blazing inferno yeah. in there and and what she visualized she said okay what can you do can you visualize turning the sprinklers yeah. on and just tamping down the walls? so for you having that yeah. conversation allows you to kind of re- regain control over yeah. your mind
1: yeah yeah and the other thing that so going back to how you try and this is coming into the tips that so i was thinking of is it, it doesn't need to be a big thing to be a success. So actually getting out of bed and say getting dressed is a huge achievement, right? It's a massive achievement. Lots of people go days, weeks where they can't do that. Yeah, yeah. So actually set yourself on this supply. Set yourself, think about like every time if I'm having a down day, I think, well, at least I got out of bed today yeah. because there are some people that can't do that. And that is really difficult for people. And I don't think, we should necessarily undermine it. And I remember one, it was called a positive data log. I remember exactly what it looked like because you had to write stuff in there. And it was just write down positive things you've done that day. So it could be, I've got out of bed, or yeah. I've washed my hair, mm-hmm. or I think I remember once saying, I baked a cake. It doesn't have to be big things like, you know, I solved world peace, but it could be, I went for a half an hour walk. That yeah. was a really positive thing I did today
0: and actually um, the act of writing it down ticking yeah. it off is a very powerful because yeah. you know yeah. it's something that we've certainly shared through the years is a random text to say you know you know i yeah. say hannah i'm grateful for you today thank you yeah. for being my yeah. friend. and, yeah. and like little things like that yeah. i mean it, it helps helps both yeah. ways one it's one i feel i, I feel genuinely grateful I want, yeah. to, I want to communicate that to you but it's also an act of kindness yeah. just to say you know i'm always here I'm always yeah. here. And, and you're the same in, in terms yeah. of how you reciprocate that and receiving those messages. I, I remember speaking years ago about that fantastic book, The Secret
1: oh right yeah oh yeah I mean ask believe receive I'm that, just is the that million dollar check but.
0: the start <laughs> of our self-improvement <laughs> journey um but but a big part of what I took away from that was 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 a lot about gratitude and I didn't understand yeah. what gratitude meant but you've really taken that over the you know over the, you know, yep. over, over the last 10 years that you know a list of gratitude is very powerful
1: oh yeah it's hugely powerful and I know there's you know just if it has to be can be such small things like even if I don't know you had a piece of fruit today you could have had three really bad meals but you had one piece of fruit like don't we we as a society we're very quick to focus on what we get wrong and actually sometimes I think just saying do you know what actually I do that all right and you know I'm pleased today that I managed to to get out of bed and have a shower because that is really difficult
0: yeah Um, it's interesting you say that like in terms of comparing it to what other people are feeling now um you and I were both Samaritans volunteers
1: yeah. over yeah. the
0: years. Now, part of that is speaking, you know, it's, it's, it, for me, it was listening to a, to a section of society that I really didn't understand or really, under, or really know exist and hearing those stories. I mean, did, it, did that help you in terms of putting things into context?
1: Um, so I wouldn't say it's probably the context thing. So definitely at the beginning. So I think I said, so I went to GP first and then there was a free counseling service for young people where I lived. So went there, that was all free. So once I'd sort of got back onto more of an even keel, I definitely wanted to do something where I thought I could help people because that I had access to those sort of free services and that really helped me. I think also, I think what's the word altruistic? There is something, it makes you feel good helping others, right? Yeah. so if you can do things again I think that's a tip to give you a little mood boost is you know is there anything can you help I don't know today for instance walking on Hampstead Heath um, a little kid was run off with her mum and there was like bottles and glass everywhere so I just picked up the glass and st- you know just simple things but it's not a big deal but actually it does actually make you feel better
0: yeah
1: um, and especially during lockdown I suppose lots of people have had the opportunity to practice that but even if you haven't you still can like checking on your neighbor mm. or does anyone need anything?
0: And then, yeah. And I, I suppose in lockdown, that is fundamentally yeah. important. Like, and, and have you found that, you know, your, your your altruistic acts have helped you during this period? Cause it, it I mean, let's be honest, it's been a really tough time. Like, how have you coped?
1: Yeah, def- I mean, has been a tough time. I think you have to be, it's hard, right? Because I would say that I had, I've had a lot of time to reflect about myself and understand myself and I'm going to get stressed. So I would say that I'm relatively good now understanding what my stress triggers are going to be so i know that if i don't go outside or get fresh air see family see friends i know that's going to cause a stress environment so like last week matt um this is the other thing that was really we were going to do this conversation last week obviously something that is difficult for me or has been although i really work on now is putting myself first saying no so saying no because i constantly want to help people is difficult but Actually, last week I'd had a really bad day. I was stressed. I just needed to go for a walk because you have to think, right, fresh air is going to make me feel better. Mm. So even if I can just do that, I might not want to do it. Today it was boiling. I didn't want to go, but I knew that by the end of the day, I'd have been really annoyed if I hadn't left at four and just gone for a quick walk. And Um, it's
0: understanding those kind of self care routines, but also at the same time, we had we we had a chat with our 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 good mutual friend Reese this morning. Yeah, and and he talked about it's not necessarily being kind to yourself; it's being kind to your future self. So it's knowing, like you said, you know that. If I don't do this now, then I might have some issues in the couple of days. So, actually, taking action now is probably the best you could do. And frankly, like you said, what's the worst outcome? You know, on that particular incident, you message me and say, actually, do you mind if we rearrange? It's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And and I think
1: that's, Steph, I found that hard, hard to sometimes put myself first or say no to people or let people down, I suppose would be the way I perceive it. But if you actually think I'm putting my emotional well being first, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Um, or not you know everyone's on zoom calls now not join the zoom call because you need to put your own emotional well-being first yeah you know you would do the same for physical health you need to do it for emotional health um the other thing that I was thinking it's funny because you said I was glamorous something that has really helped me is actually getting ready and putting makeup on doing my hair feeling like I look good which may sound trite and I'm sure there's loads of people who may listen to this or might think it's not feminist but if I have my eyebrows done, um, eyebrows on, face, earrings. Yeah. I feel so much better. Um, and there's been a couple of days in lockdown where it's a weekend where I just haven't, you know, haven't done my hair or whatever, no makeup. I can guarantee you by the time of the afternoon, I'm feeling really depressed about myself.
0: Okay, that's interesting because it's interesting and and for all and for all the listeners listening, um, yeah. you are a feminist. You're a, yeah. you're, <laughs> well, you're, you are, you are, you are, you know, you are, you are, you're one of the most, you know, um, you know, fantastically um, minded feminists that I know. Hence why we love having these conversations. Like, yeah. h- interesting point. Like from what you said, like, h- h- how do you reconcile that from what from, yeah. from what well, you like, just said?
1: Well, I I don't know. I suppose it takes many different guises and we won't start with the patriarchy, but um, I suppose it just makes you feel more confident and whatever you need to do to make yourself feel more confident, don't worry about doing. So if that is, so like a couple of weeks ago, I had a big meeting, I painted my nails, Mm. um, painted my nails, made sure my hair was done. I felt a lot better in that meeting. Never personally, because the other big emotion that I think we all talk about is guilt. Mm. Don't feel guilty about spending money on yourself if it makes you feel better. So do you know what, if you can't face cooking and you want to eat something healthy, get a sushi delivery or mm. get, you know, a Wagamama delivery or get something that's going to make you feel good and don't beat yourself up about that. I don't beat myself up anymore about putting my eyebrows on every morning because I know it makes me feel better. Mm. Yes, I know I can probably think, well, why do I feel like I need to conform to this look? But do you know what? It makes me feel better. So I'm going to keep doing it. Exactly right.
0: <laughs> yeah. And finger up to the patriarchy right
1: well, well yeah exactly obviously <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I see you strolling around on hamster teeth just like that <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah which I think so, I think it, some people might see it as a I don't know a vein or a not important thing but I really for me I know that I will feel not like myself if I don't have if I don't feel good about
0: myself, but but, but, but it's funny. On, uh, on the other hand, I mean, there's an enormous wave of of of, of talk around m- mental health and emotional yeah. well-being. And like you said, you know, sometimes what comes along with that is guilt.
1: And like yeah, our we're, guilt. We're,
0: yeah, we're often told that you know, getting ready, making yourself feel good, actually feeds into what is causing some yeah. of these issues. And we're like, and hold on, no, all I actually yeah. want to do is I might, might want to go out. I might might want to have a shave.
1: Yeah, yeah, get a haircut
0: and feel yeah. good about myself yeah. yeah and that's okay but exactly. seeing, like it seems to what we're caught in conflict we've got one one voice of society saying "No, that's feeding feeding the negativity yeah. and the that's other one feeding yeah so it's, it, it drives
1: me crazy so just do, do what makes you feel better well yeah. yeah yeah well i think you've got to try and listen to yourself and the other thing that i was really thinking when i was like right what tips do you have for somebody is it's okay if you haven't done anything yet yeah. because there is so much guilt with, oh, I should have done this years ago. I hate the word should, so I'm sure I've said to you before many yes. times. I should have done it years ago. I should have done this. I should have done that. Forget that, because that's just making you feel guilty. It is okay not to have done anything, and it's okay not to do anything today, and it's okay not to do anything tomorrow. At some point, you'll feel up to thinking about, right, how do I want to make myself feel better? And it might just be something small, like making a list of, right, what is it that I want to do? Like Go on more walks. Okay, make them 15 minutes don't make themselves you know don't make it anything that's not achievable because then you'll feel guilty about it
0: Mm. and and it's interesting you're saying this language should could they should be banished Um, words like language is so powerful especially when it's uh, when it's when you're talking to yourself like you're a you're a you know you you know at school you you thrived in 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 english literature and as an actor as well then at then at uni as a thespian then studying french literature as well like so you're so for you language is an important thing i assume like how can how have you used your language to be able to kind of to kind of promote a more positive view as opposed to more yeah. negative?
1: So definitely I I do actively try and think about the words that I use. So emotional well being, I try and avoid the word should, I either do it or I don't, and then there's no guilt kind of ascertained with it. Again, um I, I this might sound silly to some people, but I try and think of how I can frame it in a positive way. So something, for an example, no problem. People might hear the word problem and that's negative I'll go if someone says oh can you do that I try and say that's fine because fine is a good word problem is like I I do actually try and think about okay what is the positive side of what I'm trying to say
0: and it's a habit as well I I remember like last last lent one of one of the things my my my, my wife Thea came up with was you know you apologize all the time yeah stop saying sorry are you actually sorry and yeah actually catching yourself and changing those habits is actually yeah. really important because when you come across and you say for example should could there is a residual yeah. feeling yeah, of, of, of guilt or if I say sorry I'm like why the hell am I sorry like and and, it, and there's feelings that come along with it's actually language is way more powerful than we perhaps perceive
1: yeah oh definitely and I think you can really start to think about what the media or how things are per- perceived so I think it's definitely okay and it really is okay not to have done anything yet. And you should feel fine about, should, you, you need to feel fine about that because the only person who's making you feel guilty is yourself. So the sooner you can kind of get rid of that, the more, the easier things are going to become to you. And I remember actually Reese said something to me years ago, the wonderful thing, I remember his line, I always think of it, the wonderful thing about being human is that we make mistakes. So you are not going to get it right. So you, you're not going to get it right first time. Mm. Brené Brown talks about in her podcast, the yeah, FFT. Yeah. Um, so give yourself some leeway. So we've been in lockdown for three months. I'm still sitting on my dressing table currently here now. I haven't ordered a desk. I only tried to order a desk this weekend. It's <laughs> been three months since I did that. <laughs> but I'm not going to get angry about it because that's just the sort of person that I am. doesn't mean yeah. that it's right or wrong. Yeah. I don't want to feel guilty that I should have done it three months ago when they were in stock and now they're sold out everywhere. But you know, that's
0: just. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, um, but, but also like what you seem to be touching on as well is that like, having a very realistic set of your own expectations as well and and because you know people often have such high expectations but actually there is ways of modulating those expectations like, on some days actually your expectations could be relatively low compared to another day so no, i'm yeah. just gonna get out of bed i'm gonna have breakfast yeah. i'm gonna yeah. get ready and that's that's going to be it today
1: yeah, yeah do you, exactly. do,
0: you do, do you find you know how are you able to modulate those expectations because it is hard
1: It is hard. I think I'm, because I've practiced a lot, I do recognize myself when I do get anxious or I do get stressed or I do feel down. So I can sort of self-regulate to an extent where I say I have those days where I literally just sit on the sofa and watch Netflix and maybe order a takeaway. Mm. And I can kind of think, okay, well, do you know what? I'm not going to make this last tomorrow, but this happened today. Mm. And that's not good or bad. It just happened. Um, So I I do know when those things are going to happen. And I guess one of the other coping mechanisms, like I said, is talking. So then I might say to somebody, Oh God, I feel so down. And they might say, Oh, tell me about it. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know why I just feel really down. And then even just the, the, the idea of saying it has some sort of relief. Yeah. Um,
0: how do you, so when you're, when you're, when you're talk, when you're talking, having these conversations because, yeah. like, for for those who don't don't know, you are a yeah. flying international businesswoman.
1: Businesswoman, yeah, that's what the business card says. You are
0: you. you are, you <laughs> um, are, like, because you're 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 yeah. you're flying all over the world, or you were flying all over the world. Yeah. You've got a you've got a high powered yeah. job. How do you have these conversations when you're in that high stress environment?
1: Yeah. So I think you, well, compartmentalize, I would say that you talked about, I think as well, in terms of how that fits in. What I would say is a lot of people, I would say, if not 90%, probably 100%, very high of people will be going through similar things as you or have an understanding of what you're talking about. So what I will definitely do on work trips, I don't tell everyone and I certainly don't tell them everything because when you work with people, I think it's slightly different with friends. But there are people that I do say oh god you know I feel really stressed today like last Wednesday when I felt stressed I just ended up cancelling all my meetings and messaged my colleagues and say guys not having a good day I'm going to cancel the meetings today can somebody catch me up Mm. um which obviously takes an element of confidence which I know isn't necessary and you know you have to have been in the job role for a certain amount of time to do that I understand recognize that that's not going to be straightforward for people but there will be some people that you can sort of talk to about that with. and the lot, lots of people I have worked with, as soon as you give something, so as soon as you say, actually, do you know, I suffer from anxiety, or yes, I've been depressed, or yes, I've been on medication, somebody will go, oh, my God, me too. Yes. Or, oh, my God, what about that? And I try to be, because now I would say that I'm in quite a stable period, but I know that's not going to last forever, right? Nothing lasts forever. So I know that there will come a point where I might need some extra support again, and I'm not feeling so stable, but I try when I am in it was to say to people at work like I remember there's some new grads and there was a big meeting we had and they were like oh you know you know how are you feeling about it and I was like I'm fucking shitting myself I don't want to go in there I'm so anxious I don't because I think it's important that we yeah. actually talk about these things because yeah. often you see people who might be in more senior positions yeah feeling like they're nailing it and actually they're probably not nailing it um, or they are, uh, but there's a lot of things going on in the background.
0: And it's something I'm just going to touch on? Because like, cause now, obviously, you, you, you're not a grad. You are scaling yeah. the heights of multinationals. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But, but, but is it important for you to be that role model for the younger version of you?
1: Um, yeah, and I wouldn't even say it's not a younger version of me. I just think, personally, I think it's important that we all talk about our emotional well-being in the same way that we do about the gym. I think it's important that if you have gone through experiences and you are feeling in a more stable place, that you make it the situation comfortable for those that aren't currently. Mm. Because nothing is certain but I, nothing lasts forever and people do go in cycles and there will come another time when I need some more support and I'll probably speak to somebody, you sent me the message the other day, I'll probably speak to another therapist counsellor at some point mm. um, for a period of time but I think it's very important that we talk about it because if you don't talk about it, it seems like mental health and scary and it's not scary.
0: We're all going
1: through it. We're we're all going through it. But when you say mental health and you read all these horror stories on the news and, you know, initially, I mean, when we were younger, you would hear all these stories about old loonies or whatever. And they had, it's just us. It's just normal people. It's not scary. It's what we all go through. And some people will feel it worse than others.
0: But we can all help each other. Um,
1: have,
0: you, have you found that um, you know on the on the other side of, of mm-hmm. the corporate environment? Like obviously you're very supportive and you're supportive of, of others, and hopefully they that they are supportive of you as well. Have you found instances where there's been very little support, and you found it oh hard?
1: Definitely, hmm. um, definitely, particularly if you work for people or work in an environment. But again chances are there'll be somebody there even if it's only one person who's like-minded to you so I suppose the, the trick is if to try and find who that person is or if not speak to someone outside of your work network so your your friends um like I think I remember Matt when I was living down in Clapham but you remember when I was having that difficult period at work and we used to go for a run and the yeah, run exactly. would really take my mind off it um I mean you were like oh you just gotta run and then because I was running so hard I couldn't think about what was stressing me out
0: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> And that worked for you.
1: <laughs> that worked for me at that point in time.
0: And uh, well, that's well, what I right then. And I think, it, think it like, and it's one of those things. It's, and from the friend's perspective, yeah. you've got to remember that if someone does reach out to you like that, like, don't say no.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's certain instances where you can, but if someone reaches out to you like that, there's very few instances where people reach out to you yeah. like that. And you've actually got to build that trust that you can reach out. And because, yeah. you know, like our favourite poem, Risk,
1: it's, oh yeah, we love that. Yeah. We
0: love it. Take a risk. Be vulnerable. But if someone yeah. shuts you down, even if they don't mean it, even if they're busy or doing something else, like those conversations aren't going to open up again. So for yeah. example, like like you said on that on those runs and stuff like that, as soon as you know you say, I want to go for a run, it doesn't mean you want to go for a run. It means yeah. Well, yeah. I'm feeling like shit. Yeah. Come come for a run with me. Yeah. And that will make me feel better. So it's kind of like yeah All right, drop everything. Let's go running.
1: Yeah, exactly. Lucky um, I run a lot lucky you run a lot Matthew. exactly um but yeah there are going to be times where you're not supported but I would hasten and a bet that there are people in the workplace you can find people in the workplace who will be experiencing similar things to you and I think like the generation under us are even more well-versed in emotional well-being than we are but yeah I think it's just trying to find those people and talk about it and I guess it's as well I kind of see my role as if somebody does talk to me about something say in a work context I won't bring it up again unless they do because like that reference I made about taking your pants down once you've said something you can't unsay it so some people might say things and then almost regret saying it because they wish that person didn't know something about you so Mm -hmm. I would they never bring it up again unless they do because I won't ever want to make them feel awkward but, uh,
0: but, but but in that situation like yes you wouldn't bring it up again but would you make a conscious effort just just to kind of every so often just to go are you okay
1: yeah definitely
0: yeah because um, be, I think that's because actually just 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 talking to each other and just going how are you doing today are you okay yeah. it's very yeah. very powerful
1: it is very powerful And I'm just quite conscious, just thinking now of people listening to this, where some, for some people that's really not that easy. So, you know, we said like getting out of bed is actually incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. For some people, talking to people really isn't that easy. So, you know, things that other people can do in terms of, well, we know the Samaritans had a text system, but texting can often help because that might make you feel anonymous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Writing things on an email. um, writing things down having a diary but I'm just really conscious that I don't want you and I to sit here as great friends talking yeah. about I'll ring somebody when actually that could be quite overwhelming for some no,
0: people that's a very good point and do you but do you they so just just not Going back, but just thinking more yeah. generally around, you were saying about, let's say, you say the emails, the text, even like the talking therapy and stuff. Have you found instances where that hasn't been accessible and you can see how people would really struggle there? And, yeah. and therefore, in those instances, how can people be supported?
1: Yeah, that's really hard because particularly if you do go to your GP, which I would say is, is a good first point of call because then at least you get your name on some sort of list. Mm. Um, but we all know um, post-COVID, God knows how long the waiting list is going to be, but we're talking about months. And for some people, by the time they've got to the GP stage, they're at critical point, right? Um, mm. So that might not be good enough. I mean, I don't know them. I know they're all on sidekick, but there will be a host of... Um, uh, free sites that you can access i know at work for instance the retail trust which is a uk wide scheme so i know that anyone can contact them Um, obviously the samaritans is 24 hours so you can ring them and they'll probably be able to point you in the in the way of something if you can't do it Um, for me it's always been useful writing things down so i'm still a pen and paper girl so i the actual act of writing things down i can find quite cathartic um, and that's different from
0: from texting on the phone
1: yeah Um, so some people might find that useful um yeah i just don't you know when we're talking about writing a positive data log or thinking things that we're grateful for don't misunderstand just sending a text and saying hi can we chat that could be a Mm. lot for somebody and actually i don't want anyone to think that it's easy to call somebody because it's not it's really not especially when the words are mental health
0: yeah that's, Um, that's a very good point how do you so take flipping on his head now? Yep. If you have your own emotional well-being journey yeah. how how can you be a better friend to support someone who's going through a difficult time because you are a fantastic friend thank you Matthew. I say this publicly <laughs> but 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 that's is but, but that's the other side of things like in the periods where we're not having an intense struggle there yeah. could be a period where we can actually be very supportive and you know perhaps some tips and techniques around that would be really interesting
1: yeah, so I, I guess constantly, you know, checking in often, but it's about—I mean, we'll know—active listening, but listening to what the person wants. And you and I have spoken about this before. But we have friends for a whole variety of reasons, and at some point, the person who's who may be in need doesn't need you to be the friend that knows stuff, and that is okay because mm-hmm. we all need friends for different things. So I think it's all about listening to what and i reading the cues of what the other person wants so like you said if somebody's saying go for a run well yes that's them probably telling you that they might need to talk to you about it but if somebody's not opening up um, and you maybe suggest something so maybe just leave them because maybe they're not ready and actually what they need is a bit of space if you think somebody is really struggling and if you think there's been an, an, an acute incident or there's been something through, I don't know so an example would be someone's car being stolen or someone losing their job or a marriage breaking down or, or, or an extreme event that's caused somebody into a period, a phase of anxiety or stress. I think it's really useful at those points to try and just do something for them. So it might be, hi, I'm coming around at six, I'm dropping dinner. I'm not going to stay, but it's going to be on the doorstep. So you're not putting any pressure on them. If they want to open the door, when you turn up, they will. But if they don't, they won't. If they don't want the food, they'll throw it away, but they may want it. And that, I think sometimes when there's an acute period of stress you can help by almost thinking for them and thinking yeah. for them might be do you know what i'm going to come and sit in your flat while i wait for the door repair mat and you go for a walk no yeah. discussion
0: so, so so actually in those and, and but do you think it helps that you can you can perhaps empathize for someone in that situation would you be would you want someone to do that for you and saying okay actually in this situation they may be feeling like this do you know what i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go right you go for a walk um, i've got this or here's some dinner i've made it see you later
1: yeah i think that would. i think that is something that does help people and same like um mm. how are you feeling grateful or you know sending flowers or like a yeah. little card or something like that i'm thinking of you i'm thinking of you text can go an incredibly long way it takes somebody maybe less than 20 seconds to type but yeah. that could mean a lot to somebody who you know maybe on their own maybe struggling
0: and um, um and like you said like when people are you know if people are let's say struggling to reach out to people but that text as well you know that that anonymity anyone can do yeah. it aren't they yeah and, it's, and it's, um, these, these actions can make such a difference
1: yeah, and people can say things over text that they can't verbalise because it's not their own voice, well, it is their own voice, but it's a lot easier for some people to have a conversation over text than it is over the phone. And, I mean, you say, can I empathise? Yes. And one of the positive things that came out of me at 17, 18, starting to, you know, have an emotional crisis has meant that I have spent the last, what, 18 years, 12 years, actually working out you know i feel like i know myself a lot more i mean in your podcast you talked about you know quarter life crisis i had it at 17 yeah <laughs> so yeah. i think everyone is going to go through these emotions to some or less degree um but it 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 does give you a sense of understanding i think you can empathize but having said that if you haven't done anything yet it is okay yeah. let's just let's just get rid of the guilt and getting out of bed is a huge achievement and i really because in those dark moments, that is feel that that very act can feel impossible. Yeah. So even if you've just done that today, you've achieved something that lots of people can't. Yeah. Um,
0: and you can and you can take that and you can take that into the next day and actually day by day these little things add up and they yeah. prove to eventually being able to you know function as at, yeah. as you would consider yourself normal. Yeah. To.
1: And I think when people are feeling really low, you know, the common question is, and what makes you happy? Well, nothing, because I'm so fucking depressed. Nothing makes me happy. Mm. So, I mean, so one of the therapists said to me, it's it's all a scale. So you might not be happy, but it'll be slightly less bad than if you didn't do it at all. Mm. So that I also think sometimes think, yeah, okay, I might not enjoy going for a walk right now, but actually I'll probably feel slightly less bad than if I don't go yeah so it's not about you know feeling happy again is an incredibly overwhelming emotion because it's this goal that society tells us we need to try and achieve but actually you know you can only be happy you know you know what happiness is if you've been sad so it can sometimes feel overwhelming so how do you feel slightly less bad yeah it's something that sometimes helps me
0: and there's a very powerful thing that when you do those those little acts you can feel your mood lift it might not lift too being ecstatic but that's fine yeah. you've you've you, and and there's something very powerful in reflecting about them say hold on i've done something that's made me feel better that's quite yeah. self self-fulfilling and reinforcing yeah. isn't it yeah um yeah i, I mean know. just
1: putting put my eyebrows on my mascara mat that is that is that is the way forward for
0: me yeah uh, but, <laughs> and also and also it's 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 I, I wouldn't say it's cheap or free but it's accessible
1: <laughs> well it is accessible but but yeah. there are things like that 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 are not expensive and that people yeah. can do but again it's very can be very daunting and don't underestimate just having if I just had an apple today that was a good day or I yeah, had a yeah. shower that was a really good day um
0: yeah Hannah Grace Minor. Thank you very much for this Thank you, Matt. I'm conscious that um for those listening, Hannah gave me an exceptionally <laughs> tight deadline, and being being the uh, being being the fearful friend, I've stuck to it. Um, this is—is
1: is this going to mess up the other podcast timings? Let me um, just see if I covered anything Talk to people, about eat healthy, and exercise, which I did write down. Was going to be incredibly boring for me to say, but does actually make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is boring. But everybody will probably be able to recognise that themselves. Um
0: so you've covered everything efficiently and effectively <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about that um hannah thank you so much for a fascinating and insightful conversation and thank you to everyone listening you can subscribe to us on most major podcast platforms youtube spotify apple podcasts just search for Psychic community or psychic stories and we'll pop up thanks again hannah see you later thanks matt